0: Federal Drive is presented by GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families. Visit GEHA.com. Adopting a zero-trust approach to cybersecurity inside a single federal agency is complicated enough. For U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, it's many times harder. That's because indo needs to adopt zero-trust in a way that works not just for the U.S. military, but for numerous allies and partner nations— And some of them are already behind the curve on cyber. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details on what the command is doing to meet that challenge. Long before it started the hard work of bringing mission partners into a zero-trust environment, Indopaycom's first task was to figure out how to apply the principles to the U.S. military's own requirements for IT networks. Paul Nicholson, the command's deputy CIO, told a recent FCIA conference the previous approach to network defense wasn't working well.
1: I think there were approximately 57 of those domain-centric networks that we was building and was fighting hard to defend them all and to some extent failing miserably, right? You invite in a uh, DISA compliance or you invite in the NSA blue teams come in and you were far from unscathed. You barely survived that and you, and you was, almost embarrassed by the things that they found.
0: And so when DOD and White House policy started directing defense components to implement zero trust, Indopaycom saw that as a chance to start with a clean sheet of paper on the topic of network defense, pivoting away from that domain-centric approach completely.
1: So then the team, the the, the J6 team and Dan Wade and the engineers on the team, they said, we want to build from scratch the zero trust stack in accordance with all the principles, and the alliances with uh, with those zero trust uh, uh, requirements they said it would be more cost effective to start over mm-hmm. than it would be to try to go modernize these things that are one already used in operations no one wants to to inhibit operations or break the asias fight so it gave us the opportunity to begin rapidly Uh, learning from CENTCOM, learning from UCOM. It gave us to rapidly start doing experimentation um, with uh, uh, DISA and, and Cyber Command. So we went at this thing from a very collaborative, very, very collaborative approach.
0: Specifically, those collaborators on the Indopaycom team include engineers from the National Security Agency and other parts of the intelligence community and regular discussions with other combatant commands, the Joint Staff and DOD's Chief Data and Artificial Intelligence Office. Officials say the new IT architecture, being built with zero-trust principles baked in from the start, will be called the Indopaycom Mission Network. It'll be managed by a new office called the Joint Mission Accelerator Directorate, which declared initial Operating capability two weeks ago, the new data-centric architecture will also be designed to connect directly with U.S. allies and other partners. The idea being to selectively give them access to only the data they need via information sharing agreements. And Nicholson says that's where things get even more complex. With the exception of the Five Eyes nations, there are relatively few other countries that are thinking about data security in the same way the U.S. military
1: is. It is a a demand, a extremely high demand across the Indo-Pacific theater to bring the capacity, the cybersecurity capacity of these nations to a place to where we are uh, able to connect and have a good, full trusted operational network environment. The five eyes a basketball example, the five eyes is the starting five. After that, we have no bench, right? In our theater, we have two New Zealand, Australia. Beyond that, we have a lot of work to do. And so, When you start talking about zero trust and the focus on identity and the focus on data and and the marking of the data, there's a lot of guidelines that we have to bring into play with our mission partners, and there's a lot of capacity building that has to be done.
0: One of the biggest early challenges will be around identity and access management, according to Jane Rathbun, the Department of the Navy's CIO. For U.S. users, the identity topic is comparatively straightforward since the Defense Manpower Data Center already maintains authoritative databases on all military members and DoD civilians.
2: But for our mission partners, we're going to have to figure out what that identity ecosystem is uh, to really make what you've built has been red-teamed and looked at and and meets a lot of the criteria of zero trust, right thing to do. The other thing that needs to happen is how we're going to make data flow into that. Uh, environment, to be consumed by whatever mission you have going on, and I think those are, again, not challenges of zero trust, but challenges of how to operationalize a zero trust model.
0: Rathbun says many of those problems can likely be overcome by employing sound design concepts as DOD builds out its own zero trust environments and continually sharing those standards and guardrails with allies to encourage as much commonality as possible.
2: Whatever the functional domain is, the things that do need to be common, like identity solutions or at least federators so that can work together or source of identity, they now understand where that needs to come from. I think we need to take the same approach. You know, we're not going to build their networks potentially for them, but if we can give them standards and guardrails that, that yeah. uh, they have to meet in order to connect to the mission partner data source, uh, I think that that is, is, so I think that's really going to be the way... Oh, we have to work.
0: Another major hurdle will be making sure data is tagged accurately, incorporating aspects like each data element's origin and other attributes so that the military systems know which partner's information can be shared with and for what purpose. Nicholson says the good news is once a meaningful tagging methodology is in place, it'll also open up huge automation opportunities for Indopaycom.
1: Being able to put all of that relevant data into an environment where you can, you can apply a, a significant amount of automation. You know, you've, I've been in some guidance acquisition and targeting shops where they're still using spreadsheets. You are never going to win against a, 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 a very competent adversary if you are doing targeting that way. So that's exciting to say that we now have a framework where we may be able to securely enhance the way we do uh, battle management. A long ways to go, but I'm excited about it because it opens a door where we can do this with our mission partners because they are absolutely necessary to to have that joint battle management and not just pairing a red target to a U.S. firing battery, but a, a red target to a partner firing battery. That's the advantage, expanding the scope of what mission target pairing looks like in an automated way. That's exciting.
0: Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Jared's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
3: Leadership today, especially within the federal workforce, is being tested more than ever before. As the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency's Chief People Officer, Elizabeth Comstetter sees a focus on people as absolutely crucial to her leadership style.